1: Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here, and welcome back to Coffee and Crypto. Guys, today we're going to be discussing Ethereum because today we need to talk about the Ethereum 2.0 update and just how long it's been delayed. We need to talk about the fact that Ethereum could drop as low as $1,400 in keeping with the price prediction that we have on Bitcoin down to $22,000. If that were to occur, then that would see Bitcoin going all the way back down to its previous all-time high set on December 17th of of 2017. But if Bitcoin did drop all the way down, there. Then it would stand a reason that Ethereum would follow it in that 30% correction. That would put Ethereum down to around $1,400, which is its previous all-time high set in the first weeks of January 2018 at $1,414. Can we see Ethereum drop that low? If we do, will it be able to recover? To be honest with you guys, we have some very big questions about the long-term outlook on Ethereum. Is it going to be able to remain number two, or are you going to see some other cryptocurrencies coming along and really starting to change? challenge it. Because the problem is, gas fees on Ethereum are sitting at 50 to $100 right now. Transaction fees are very, very slow. Ethereum 2.0 was supposed to come out years ago, and it's just been pushed back. We're going to talk about all of that and more in today's episode of Coffee and Crypto Live. Not to dunk on Ethereum. I hold a large amount of Ethereum. I have a vested interest in Ethereum doing well, but we have to look at these things realistically and we have to make sure that we are being honest with ourselves and having integrity about the situation. What's going on with Ethereum? Is it going to be able to maintain that number two position or is it in for a real beating during this bear market? That is the discussion that we are going to be having in today's episode of Coffee and Crypto Live. We go live 10 a.m. Eastern every single weekday. We will not be here on Memorial Day on Monday, but there will be a piece of content going out that day, so stay tuned for that. If you enjoyed today's show, make sure to hit that like button. Let's see if we can't get to 400 likes here in the first 10 minutes. Make sure to subscribe to the channel, and I am joined, as always, by my illustrious co-host, T A Tam, how you doing, Tam?
0: What up, everybody? I uh, I'm you're a little tired this morning, and Ditto. I think we're on the triple screen now. You guys just see Smaze super wow. source now. I in his homeland, or headed towards his oh, homeland of West, West Virginia. Virginia. West Virginia. But uh, I played uh, I played pickleball for like three hours last night. What is pickleball? I've heard It of is. It does not look like it would be the funnest of sports, but it's pretty fun. It's I'm pretty. Honest. It's pretty. I'm just sore though. I'm I'm tired. <laughs> But it's going to be a good day because I'm still ready for the TA. I'm still ready for the notes. Good. I, I actually really enjoyed the planning meeting this morning. There's yeah, going to good. be some uh, some really good stuff. Also, I just saw someone comment in chat. Guys, look out for tomorrow. We have another episode of Between Two Coins where we interviewed one of your guys' favorite NFT projects. Uh, So uh, you don't want to miss it. Maybe you can check out our Twitter to see
1: who they interviewed. We are also joined as, sometimes, by the editor of all the Club DeFi videos. Definitely not Hi, Zach. How you doing, Zach? We're back.
2: Uh, Doing good. Doing good. Doing great. Um, Shout out to my sister. She just graduated today. Ooh. Let's go! Also, shout out to... Not a sponsor, but maybe a sponsor someday. Coffee that Dang we it. have today. Uh, so I have an African blend today on our Ooh. espresso machine. So Boom that's my That's my plug.
1: For anyone who didn't know, definitely not High Zach used to definitely not be a barista. No, I'm joking. He definitely was a barista. And you have some coffee certifications in that, don't you? Coffee connoisseur. What kind of certifications do you have in that?
2: I have a intermediate coffee roasting certification. That is so cool. Which is just a, it's kind of like a, just a cool tag. It's not really going to get you anything, but.
1: So you can do a lot of things. You, you used to live in Thailand. You were going to yeah. be a PTA, physical therapist assistant. I was on that route, yeah. Then you were a then you were a barista and a coffee connoisseur. And yeah. now you're a video editor. Dude, I do it all. Why do you fit the stereotype so well of of like a video of like a videographer, I you're am like the, a coffee I nerd. Am the video you're like a little guy. Peter McKinnon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just need my rings and my tattoos. Yeah, there you go. You just then, need the then rings then and the tattoo and i be the, full. True kind of the intro music. He came up with that intro music. That way he didn't come up with it, but he found it. So fits the vibe pretty well. Guys, I think that Zach ought to make some social media and start posting some behind-the-scenes you know, clips. If we already. get to a
0: 1,000 likes today, we will put a short out of Zach doing a backflip.
1: Whoa, that's a good idea. I've watched this man do yeah. that. I, if you guys want some... Uh... I have watched B boy
2: tips, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah! yeah I some... forgot he was a B boy. At the previous yeah. office, there was a big I have a open bunch spot. Of weird stuff that I used to do. There was a big open spot, big open area, right in the right in the front of the office next to the coffee, which he's always standing at. And he's just, we were just sitting there in a meeting. He just randomly did a backflip, and we're like, "What the, what the freak, dude? You just randomly did a backflip. Okay, so, boom! There's your like goal. Hit a thousand likes, and we will get a uh, a a clip. A backflip. Of, ba- of a backflip. A backflip, Zach. Zach. Yeah, he tried to teach. flip. Do you remember when he tried to teach Ivory how to do a backflip? Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah, that. Dude, was...
0: there's even funnier one of him trying to teach Caleb and Ivory, <laughs> who are both like six foot four. It's hard. They're, they're big tall. guys. They're both football was, players. But, they're both but it was, but it was, it's just funny and watching. You're heavy. It, I mean, Ivory. I think yeah, Ivory took what? like ten minutes to even uh, try to jump off the ground. <laughs> he, <was good. laughs> he
1: just looked like a fish. It was funny. like a fish. Ivory's anyway, a cool guy. Anyway, we can keep going. Anywho, guys, we're gonna go ahead and jump into our market pulse. Before we do, I do want to b- let you know consensus is coming up and some of the biggest names in crypto are going to be there. One of the names in crypto that's going to be there is none other than Mr. T.A. Tim over here. I'm not going to be there because I am moving into my house next weekend, which is around the time that consensus is. But Tim is going to be there and he would love to see some of your smiling faces. Tim, what is your favorite part of consensus going to be?
0: What do you think? That is a a loaded question. I don't know what the favorite part is going to be. I mean, okay, I'll tell you what the favorite part actually is going to be. It's going to be staying under the same roof as old Matt C. Woo! Uh, you know, that's going to be fun. Getting to meet a lot of people, going to make connections with some other businesses. Uh, you know, we are st- it, it's really funny because Jeb's been a YouTuber now for a while, but it feels like we're still just get- getting our foot going, making sure we're doing all the things right, connecting with the right people. So yeah. continuing to expand our uh, our relationships and continue to grow in the space because it's not just about us or about any individual. It's a group community effort. So not just the community of crypto but crypto community as a whole. But, uh, you know, speaking of Matt C, there's other green names besides Matt C that are here for this channel. Oh. You know, that was my little segue there. That was a good Ooh. segue. All right, we got some green names here. Shavon Goulet. I got to say his name second because he was making sure those names were being read, so good for him. Grand Roofing Incorporated. Cache Cats. Uh, Dennis Pizarka. Tristan Williams. Welcome, welcome. Who else we got? Sultan of Salt. We have Groovy. And we got Crypto Alchemist. Uh, da, 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 da. Anymore, anymore, anymore. Um, JoJo. Definitely got to get JoJo in there. Agent Gold, Ricardo Venegas, Tristan Williams. I said Tristan Williams. Did? Okay. Yep. Crypto set guy. Oh, gotta, gotta have Jess. Uh, got have old Jeffrey in there. Adam Rourke is in there. Mm-hmm. There we go. Uh, let's see here. Making sure we don't add anybody else that I miss. Crypto addict and Colin McDonald don't want to miss them either. I think that's it. You know, we got we got Kelly Kellum in chat too. He's not a mm. he. He's got a blue name because he's a moderator, but he's also a very very beloved person. And again, the reason we do that is because. Without people like you guys, we would not have a channel. So just like we have sponsors to help make sure we pay the bills and we have everything going to bring you content every single day, we also very much appreciate and honor all of you guys who support us so that we can continue to come in day in, day out. Thank you, thank you, thank you so very much.
1: Absolutely, guys. Well, let's go ahead and jump into it. We're going to jump on over to CoinMarketCap to start with here, and then we're going to jump into some technical analysis. And then if we get to 1,000 likes, Zach might just jump in the air and do a backflip. See what I did there? Make sure you hit that like button. Like I said, 400 likes in the first 10 minutes. We've got three minutes to go. I know we can do it. Over here on CoinMarketCap.com, you can see Bitcoin over the last seven days down 3.34%. Now... Ethereum, on the other hand, is down 11.2%. I want to pause. This whole stream has some bad news about Ethereum in it. Don't for a second think that I'm trying to thud Ethereum. I'm just presenting facts. You know, don't shoot the messenger. This is just, these are just things that are genuinely happening on Ethereum that we're going to talk about. They are concerning. If we cannot, as a community, come together and in an honest way... Talk about the problems that we and our cryptocurrency projects are facing, then we will fail as an investment community. So I'm not trying to FUD Ethereum here. I do want to be honest with you and tell you there are some very concerning things going on on its cryptocurrency, on its development, and even on its chart. I'm not here to say that Ethereum is going to crash to zero, but I do have concerns about whether or not Ethereum can maintain that number two position over the next five years. There I said it, probably going to get some hate for that one, but it's true. I am very concerned as to whether or not it can maintain it. It's got three major competitors for that number two spot. None of them right now are anywhere near flipping it. That's not what I'm saying. Add them together and they're still not worth as much as ETH. But Binance, Cardano, and Solana all of them pose a threat to Ethereum because their fundamentals seem to be developing in a bigger, better way. Now, I do think Cardano is number one on that list. Binance may be number two. Solana, number three. Binance and Solana struggle with centralization. Cardano is, uh, is a very strong project and probably the biggest competitor to Ethereum. So again, I'm not trying to FUD Ethereum, but if I am not able to talk about real problems in the cryptocurrency space and we're not able to hear about real problems in our cryptocurrencies, we will fail because we can't just look at the grass when it's green. Sometimes when it's brown, we got to look at and say, hey, we got to do something about this, right? So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to look at the issues and hopefully they will be resolved. Cardano is also down 10% over the last seven days. Let's not make any mistake there. Solana down 16% over the last seven days. Price alone doesn't really matter all that much to me when we're looking at long-term outlook. But it is something that we want to talk about, because we're going to talk about short-term issues and long-term issues as well. I want to start over here on the Bitcoin dominance chart. We've talked about Bitcoin dominance quite a bit. we got BTC.D up here. This shows you the dominance chart over on TradingView, so you can do some actual analysis on it. You can also see it on CoinMarketCap. This is actually where it's pulling. Uh, Actually, I take that back. It's aggregating this on TradingView. But dominance on Bitcoin is aggregated. Over here on Coin Market Cap, you can see the last several years of the uh, dominance here. Normally, whenever Bitcoin is in a major rally, the altcoins will come in and they will scoop up a lot of the dominance. Partially because whenever the Bitcoin market goes in one direction, genuinely, uh, generally, the altcoin market is going to go in the same direction, but farther. What did we see happen around? Um, you know the the very end of 2018, uh, the very end of 2020, we were seeing that Bitcoin was starting a bull market. Well, the altcoins moved farther. That's the principle. So Bitcoin lost dominance, went down from 70% dominance to 40% dominance in the span of just five months. That's because the altcoins came in and gobbled up a lot of that dominance. Ethereum, for example, went from 12.83% all the way up to 20%. Right now, we've maintained the same dominance hierarchy and structure, where Bitcoin is roughly worth about double what Ethereum is. It's currently sitting at 44% according to Coin market cap according to trading view it's actually at 46%. Trading view has more updated data here so I'm going to take its word for it. Ethereum at 18 uh, 18.92%. Looking at the same chart but over here on uh, over here on uh, the trading view, then we can see that Bitcoin lost a large portion of its market dominance around the same time that the bull market took place. I have this blue vertical line to represent the all-time high of $20,000 in 2017. And real quick, we can pull the data and the date for the previous two all-time highs. Let's just go ahead and do this so that you have a reference. We have April 14th, and then I remember we have November 10th. So April 14th, November 10th. Let's go back to BTC.D. I'm going to give you a bit of a uh, comparison here. April April 14th, we're going to put a vertical line in right about there. Right there was an all-time high. And then November 10th, right here, was an all-time high as well. So these are the three different areas that we've seen three major all-time highs on Bitcoin. Notice Bitcoin dropped a lot in market dominance. It's starting to have a recovery. And a big part of the reason for that is because a lot of the other cryptocurrency projects are struggling. Why is that? Well, I think Bitcoin actually deserves most of its market capitalization. In fact, I think it deserves more of its market capitalization. Is that to say that Ethereum, Solana, Cardano, Avalanche, Binance don't? No, but I do think that their values are more based on speculation than Bitcoin. Why do I say that? Well, Bitcoin's 13 years old, Cardano's five years old, Ethereum seven years old, XRP's eight years old, uh, Solana and Binance are only three or four years old, respectively. So that just means that these cryptocurrencies are younger. They have less of a track record. They do not have as much time to fundamentally develop as Ethereum, as Bitcoin has had. What does that mean? Well, that means that when you see the market deflate, then you start deflating back to fundamental values or under fundamental values. So we're seeing Ethereum deflate faster than Bitcoin. We're seeing Cardano deflate faster than Bitcoin. We're seeing everything deflate faster than Bitcoin. Don't believe me? What have we seen over the last 90 days? Bitcoin's down 25%. Ethereum down 35%. XRP down 47%, Cardano down 46%, Solana down 52%, Binance is only down 18%, but that's because even through the bear market, the Binance exchange, not the smart chain necessarily, that is true, but the exchange has grown extensively. That's a big part of the reason that the last 90 days is down less than Bitcoin. What's the point here? Bitcoin, number one, is the biggest uh, hedge in a bear market, but number two, these cryptocurrencies are dropping faster than Bitcoin. That's one of the reasons why we maintain Bitcoin positions mainly in bear markets, but Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about Ethereum. The first thing I want to show you is Lux Algo here. Over here on Lux Algo, you can see that I have turned on, uh, that I have drawn a bunch of different. Um, uh, uh, let's see, buy and sell signals here. And several of them are valid and several of them are invalid. You can see that I have all of these uh, that are circled are valid buy and sell signals and all the ones that are X'd out are invalid buy and sell signals. So let's just go back here to 2021 to ascertain whether or not Lux Algo is trustworthy on the Ethereum chart because I want to do some analysis with it and see where it might be pointing us. These that are cr- these that are circled right here basically just mean that the buyer of the sell signal had trend catcher confirmation. Notice how the trend catcher is right here. This sell signal had red trend catcher trend catcher. This green buy signal had green trend catcher. These two did not. We did not see red trend catcher to confirm that sell signal, which means the the following signal wasn't valid. The sell signal up here had confirmation, went to the downside significantly this buy signal had confirmation went to the upside significantly sell side uh sell signal was accurate buy signal was accurate sell signal was accurate buy accurate sell accurate buy accurate sell accurate we're still currently under that sell signal Lux algo called this entire downtrend as you can see every single last trend uh, indicator, buy signals or sell signals on Lux Alago in the last year and a half on the daily chart for Ethereum has been accurate down to the last signal. Even over here at the beginning of the year, we even saw this. We saw a sell signal come in, got confirmed when the market was at 12.55. Then we saw the buy signal get confirmed when it was at 12.28. So even that, the sell signal only dropped you but it was still accurate. This has been a perfectly accurate indicator so we can take a look at it and see what it's saying. Let's take a look at TP slash SL points. If we look at Ethereum's TP slash SL points, then you can see that it has a take profit zone starting down here at 1275, moving all the way up to 1748. Right smack dab in the middle of that is the previous all time high on Ethereum which, as you can see, was set right back over here. And by the way, Lux Algo didn't even exist back then, but doing back historical analysis called this perfectly, called the top. We hit the top at 1421. So I'll just go ahead and adjust this level right here. Support $1,421 was the top. By the way, again, Lux Algo called the bear market perfectly on that. Keep note of that. What does that mean? That means that Lux Algo, which we just ascertained is literally a perfect indicator over the last year and a half has not had a single false signal in a year and a half of daily chart price data in 500 candlesticks on the daily chart for Ethereum over U.S. dollars. Every single confirmed signal when you use the strategy the way that I do has been accurate down to every single signal. That same indicator says that your TP, uh, your take profit on this short position that it's open is sitting between 1260 and between 1764. Almost right there in the middle is the previous all-time high. Now, To move on from Luxalgo, there's also other reasons to expect that we may see Ethereum drop down to this level. If we see Ethereum drop from its current level, at seventeen ninety four, down to fourteen twenty five. That's a twenty percent drop. Bitcoin, if it drops where we say it's going to go, then Bitcoin would probably drop thirty percent, down to twenty thousand dollars. If it dropped down to twenty two and a half thousand dollars, which is where an important indicator is—the two hundred weekly simple moving average—is, that's a twenty three percent drop. Well, what did we ascertain earlier? We decided and discovered that Bitcoin drops less than Ethereum. Ethereum is dropping faster than Bitcoin on the seven day chart, on the ninety day chart, and on the year to date indicator. Ethereum is. Dropping Dropping faster. Why is that significant? Well, because if Bitcoin needs to drop at bare minimum 23% to get down to one of its price targets, then you would expect Ethereum to drop at least 23%. If it dropped 23%, it would be going lower than the previous bear market's all-time high. If it dropped 30% as Bitcoin could, if it goes to its previous all-time high, you'd be looking at a 1250 Ethereum price. And guess what that lines up with? 1250 lines up perfectly with the bottom of the take profit zone which is sitting down here at 1260. What's the point here? The price target that I have on Ethereum for this bear market on the technical side sits between 1250 and 14 T- uh, and 1420. That's where the zone is that I expect Ethereum is going to go to. Now, Tim, I want to hear your opinion on this, because I know you wanted to kind of compare Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Cardano, so take it away, my friend. Where do you think Ethereum is going? How is it going to fare during yeah. this bear market?
0: Well, there's a, there's a couple things to play here. I'm on the four-hourly chart it's here, perfect. and I'm going to show you, I'm going to bounce between the three, Cardano, Ethereum, and Bitcoin, and show you some interesting details. The first thing, you know, I have Luxago up here. No, You're going to notice something about Luxago right now. I was just talking about this in chat, just so you guys know. Someone asking hey does Luxago tell you when to do things this is the new version which I think is really cool it has stop losses and take profits we have not seen a signal flash on Luxago since all the way back up here on the hourly chart way back up here back on the 5th of May it has not changed whatsoever the candles have stayed red we had a couple purple ones but it thinks that we're coming down at least down to around 1600 if not now that's you know Luxago sitting here saying 1436 is the extreme take profit I don't know if we're going to get quite all the way down there this one I would say I would go with a smaller time frame where we're going to see some things. We also have reversal zones right there. But notice how Lux Algo and the formation we have here, this little pennant, this little symmetrical triangle pattern. You know, we have a symmetrical triangle pattern on Ethereum, and we have broken down below it. And we have Lux Algo super bearish on uh, super bearish on the price action in the future of Ethereum. If I bounced over to Bitcoin, for example. Rather than moving downwards in a symmetrical triangle pattern, we've been moving sideways in Bitcoin. And notice, we just had a signal flash. We had a buy down here. We just had a strong signal. And then we we probably hit our take profit level right there with that wick. Now we're working on, as again, what I believe is we're moving up. But Luxalgo is not so bearish on it. The formation is not so bearish. It actually has Bitcoin moving sideways, preparing for do we break up, do we break down? That's up to whatever people, you know, different technical analysts are going to say different things. I'm of the camp that I think we're going to be heading back up, but that is up to you. If I were to go over to Cardano, another thing, we also had a a, more of a sideways action, somewhat symmetrical triangle pattern happening that we broke bearish, but nowhere near as bearish as Ethereum. And according to Luxalgo, what we're looking at here, we're hitting reversal zones. We already hit our take profit on that short, and it looks like even that's going up. Bouncing back to Ethereum, because I just showed you those two, it's not the same case for Ethereum. According to Luxalgo, we have not hit where we really probably should before that short should be taking profit. We also are significantly below our levels of this metrical triangle pattern, kind of with the narrative we're talking about today, again, what Jeb said, it's not that Ethereum necessarily is going to die, it's that Ethereum is down bad, and we're going to talk about that a little more here in 10 to 15 minutes from a fundamental side. And here's the other thing I think people really, 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 really need to be paying attention to. Price is not the most important issue. Don't get me wrong. As a trader and as an investor, you're definitely looking at price. But the whys aren't necessarily focused on what the price is doing right now, but what is the trajectory of said price? And the problem with Ethereum right now Is not only are the indicators showing a potential, a farther and greater potential to the downside. When we go talk about fundamentals here in just a second, the fundamentals are not looking very hopeful for Ethereum to rally and to have some success down the road. There's some things that can change there, but as Jeb said in the intro, we can't just turn our eyes off and we can't just say no. Ethereum's number two. Ethereum always always does well. It's gonna bounce back. We gotta pay attention to those fundamentals and what it's doing compared to its competitors. And there's a lot of issues at the moment. So you know there's not a whole heck i want to do there the ta is not changing too much other than we did break bearish below this symmetrical triangle pattern if you wanted to call this a bear flag you could i don't think that we're going to play this out as a bear flag and i have a couple different reasons for that i'm not going to get into today otherwise i'd be here for a long time but i do think ethereum is in a position right now that i am not as encouraged about a good rally i do think it will move up with bitcoin but where bitcoin i think is going to more kind of break out of this sideways action and start to climb back up towards 35 37 I do think – I talked about this the other day – Ethereum over Bitcoin has over the last, I'm gonna go to the daily chart to show you guys, and I'm gonna turn my LuxAgo off because at the moment with what I'm trying to make, that is not as pertinent as much as I love LuxAgo. Ethereum, unlike other projects, over the last couple of months has been climbing. Guess what happens when you climb like this? It's time to drop. So when we talk about Bitcoin going up, I think a lot of altcoins will kind of follow from a lag behind type of feeling, whereas Ethereum might be outpaced by the rest of them. It is struggling at the moment, not only compared to the US dollar, but also against Bitcoin and other altcoins as well.
1: Wow, Tim, I really, that was, that was some phenomenal technical analysis. Guys, I'm just going to kind of wrap it all out with a nice neat bow here. I just want to remind you, Luxalgo here, these signals, just want to kind of reiterate this because there's a little bit of confusion in chat. The reason that these signals are not confirmed here, these Xs are over these signals, is because trend catcher did not turn in the color of the signal. See, the strong sell signal did not have red trend catcher, which means that the strong buy signal was literally just a continuation of this one, which means that these are invalidated. The same thing is is true for these other two pairs of signals over here. We had a strong buy signal, as you can see, but there was no green trend catcher to confirm it, as we saw right here. So these two are invalid because this strong sell signal is just a continuation of this one. And then also over here, this strong buy signal right here, had no green trend catcher, which is this line right here. If you don't know how to get that up, go into Luxalgo. It's right here under inputs, trend catcher. Also, by the way, for the new TP slash SL points, it's under advanced settings. You're going to have to turn that on when you update your Luxalgo. Make sure you have trend catcher on. If you use this setup and you use trend catcher confirming with the actual buy and the sell signals, this is almost a perfect indicator. It's not a perfect indicator and don't use it in a vacuum. You want to use other technical indicators as well, but it does exceptionally well. Make sure to get Luxalgo. The link is in the description box down below and get access to these take-profit and stop-loss zones that help to give you price targets as well. Because before, you had buy-and-sell signals, but okay, how far is the market going to go? Well, you would use the reversal zones, as you can see right here, to figure that out we, w- we might say that we're going to go into this zone for example but now you actually have the take profit uh, levels so you can actually figure out to a much finer degree where the market is expected to go I just showed you how I'm using it to help figure out where this market is going to go you should too use coupon code JEB, JEBB for 20% off at checkout Luxalgo is yeah. phenomenal but
0: guys we're going to go ahead and move into some super chats I don't know if we have any super chats yet but even I, if we don't, don't we will go into some regular I don't think we did chats. what I wanted to kind of even comment on there uh, here's is what I want people to know absolutely about Luxalgo. If you don't like Luxalgo, you, you know you don't have to. Get yeah, I don't it. get it then. If you don't like technical analysis, you don't have to use it. There's no such thing as perfection, and I think that's one of the more common complaints I've heard is that some people get get upset because they want Luxalgo to do all the work for them. They want the technical analysis to do the work for them, but it's still it's information to download into your brain to make decisions. You still got to pay attention to fundamentals. You still got to pay attention to how the market's is moving. You got to pay attention to sentiment because that's the other thing is everything can be pointed in one direction, but the sentiment. Starts to sour and things go a different direction. Luxalgo is not an end-all, be-all, perfect system. What it is amazing at doing, and just so you guys know how I use it, I don't depend on Luxalgo and just follow it blindly. Right. I read my technical analysis, and then when I'm kind of sitting in a situation of a little bit of doubt, I go and look at the Luxalgo for confirmation. Like I don't wait for buy signals to buy, and I don't wait for sell signals to sell. I make my moves, and if I'm sitting there questioning it, Luxalgo is phenomenal at helping confirm. Firm and help give me direction for how I want to do that. So I don't use Luxago as a. Uh, I'm just gonna blindly follow it. Although right. that new feature, that new, I'm I'm telling you right now, that new take profit and and uh, stop loss, I have been using it, following it. It is actually phenomenal. Yeah. I'm not even playing with you. That is, uh, it has been so reliable for me. I've been using it for the last couple of days, but I still do my own technical analysis and my own trading. It is there for confirmation, and it is amazing for it. So, if you don't like it, that's completely fine. You know, if, if you don't want tools, you can do technical analysis with a free version of TradingView, not paying for anything. Absolutely, it, just like everything else in life, the more you invest in the things, and the more information you accrue, the better you'll be at making uh, decisions. But It's not for everyone. Don't feel pressured to do it.
1: Absolutely. Well, I don't know if we have any super chats, but we do have some time to look at some regular chats here. So let's go ahead and look uh tim do you see any i'm looking for some chats yeah i'm, I'm, I'm looking a little bit <laughs> will you talk about luna 2.0 today probably not and to be honest with you just my opinion on that in brief uh luna is a dead brand like you can say what you want about the blockchain the brand is dead so anything with the name <sighs> luna on it is going to have a very hard time coming back even if it's a revolutionized revolutionary technology it, it's
0: going to be another rug pull I, I saw i saw for example the when the new version came out somebody there with people making like 60% on their trades. And, and and that's very tempting. And the truth is, if you are an experienced trader and you watch the markets, you probably could read some stuff like this and realize, hey, I am not investing in this, but I realize that it being launched and it has a lot of marketing going into it. The chance for it to pump a little bit is there, but it's going to be another rug pull where people fall for the lie. They get involved and then they lose everything. It, 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 as Jeb just said, it is tainted. That brand is terrible. No, No serious investor or smart money will ever go there for a serious amount of time. Only experienced traders who know how to take other people's money will play with that. Absolutely. John
1: uh, Babette said, uh, will alts bleed against Bitcoin? I definitely think so. I think you're going to see the alts bleeding a good bit against Against Bitcoin, and the reason is, like I said, the altcoins tend to go in the same direction as Bitcoin. We see the same thing happening on Coin Market Cap. In the last 90 days, everything in the top 10 except for Binance and the stable coins is down more than Bitcoin. Bitcoin down 25%, Ethereum down 34%, Tether's moving sideways as it should. Binance USD is moving sideways as it should. Binance is only down 17%. That has to do with a lot of fundamental developments and expansion going on with Binance, the exchange. XRP down 47%, Cardano down 46%, Solana down 52%, Doge down 47%. You keep going down. The the list polka dots down 46% wrapped bitcoins pegged to bitcoins price so it's down the same amount avalanche down 70% sheep down 56 polygon down 60 you get the point everything is down against bitcoin on a bitcoin comparative except for binance reason for that is the altcoins move in the same direction as bitcoin but they move that is a general principle. In cryptocurrency, during bull markets, they normally outpace Bitcoin to the upside. Bear markets, they outpace Bitcoin to the downside. So, yes, I do think you're going to continue to see them bleeding against Bitcoin. Tim, if you see another one, then we might have time for one more. And then we have a very, very exciting announcement before we get into our discussion.
0: Yeah, so (laughs) (laughs) there is a question that I'm going to ask it and it's going to bleed into our discussion. We're going to do our announcement first, but uh, I just wanted to read it. Stan S. said, how about ETH 2.0 that's supposed to come out this summer? (laughs) Good question, Stan. And we're going to talk about that here in literally one minute. We are going to be talking about all of that
1: here in a little bit. We have a very interesting couple of articles. But before we get to that, we have such a special announcement. It's not even funny. I am. Man, I have been waiting for this for a year and a half. What is it that I've been waiting for? I'll tell you what I'm what we've been waiting for today. And for the next let's see here, you can jump on my screen. Four days, nine hours, twenty nine minutes, and thirty seconds, there is open registration for Club DeFi. Woo! Yep. Let's hear it. Do we have the sound thing for the for the hooray? No? Do we have it? Uh- you're leaving so, me hanging. Well, that, that's the that wrong. That definitely one. was not
0: that. It Anywho, was a guess, though. You know, I there's am like going to be a buttons, one-man hype crew for
1: this. <laughs> Open registration. There are only 200 seats available, though. That's the catch. Yes. We are opening up to 200 additional people at $25 a month, and they will have access to getting into Club DeFi until Tuesday at 11.59 p.m. Eastern. That is another four days, nine hours, 28 minutes, and 58 seconds. Check my screen right here. You can see it. Go to clubdefi.com. Beta phase two is now open to the enthusiasts. Guys, we filled 500 registrations in under 24 hours a month and a half ago when this was announced. These seats, these 200 seats, very well may be gone in the next 24 hours. To be honest with you, they could be gone in the next hour. So this is a ve- this is number one a very limited time offer. There are only 200 seats available. Several of them are already taken because some pe- some people found this and they've mm-hmm. already signed up because there's probably only about 190 left. We hadn't even done the announcement yet, and a bunch of people are taking advantage of it because everybody's taking paying close attention to this. We are closing the open registration in four days, nine hours, 28 minutes, and 15 seconds. This is very limited time. It's very limited seating, and we do raise the price regularly. It is not going to launch at $25. The first beta was at $15. The second beta is at $25 a month. At launch, it's going to be more. So make sure you get in and lock in that price. Because if you get in today, you're going to be locking in $25 a month forever. We will grandfather you. In 10 years, you'll still be paying $25 a month. When $25 is barely enough to buy a candy bar, you'll still be paying $25 because we're going to grandfather you. you will get to keep your $25 a month rate forever but if you wait and you get in at launch which will be at some point in the next couple of months the price will be higher and you will be having to pay more to sign up you need to go to clubdefi.com come right down here it's very simple hit sign up now and then you will be able to walk through all of this there's over 80 videos in the project right now in club Defi. we have office hours that are going on weekly we have training individual one on one training coming relatively soon we have a discord server that is thriving right now many you guys are in it and there is new content coming out all the time. This is the one-stop shop in cryptocurrency to learn everything you need to learn about cryptocurrency because as Tim said, LuxAlgo is a tool but if you don't understand how to use your tools, then those tools are useless. If you want to learn technical analysis and trading and all of the other things that we're going to be teaching, a LuxAlgo course is hopefully going to be coming at some point soon. We're trying to collaborate with the CEO of LuxAlgo to get our own course built on Club DeFi. If you want to actually learn how to use all the different tools in cryptocurrency so you can go forth and be successful, I have said it since the day this channel was founded, the best investment you'll ever make is an investment in yourself, and Club DeFi is the best place to do that. There's only 200 seats open, so make sure you get in because they're going to go fast.
0: Tim, do you have any final thoughts on that? That's it. I mean, if someone asked, what is Club DeFi? And Jeb, you wrapped it up a little bit. But just so you guys know, uh, part of the birthing of it was even how I was trained. Those who have been watching for a while, you guys got to see me over the last year growing my technical analysis. And you know why I grew? It's because CT2A was phenomenal with the video course. But, you know, customer service-wise, we weren't all there. We had to build our team. It was really hard to respond to all the questions. The reason I was able to learn so quickly is because those videos were amazing. And then I got to spend time with Jeb and ask him good questions and clarify and work on the charts. And... And so, what we did when we were building Club DeFi is we said, how do we bring that same experience to you guys? So it's not just the videos. Even though the videos are updated, there are better videos, they are more detailed, there's gonna be new ones coming out all the time. But then also, we have weekly office hours and we're also gonna be offering one-on-one training so that it's not just videos you guys have, but you actually get to interact with us and get to learn this stuff hands-on and get better and better. And if that's something you guys want, that's why we created Club DeFi. Again, if you don't want that, then that's fine. Just keep watching the channel. It's absolutely free, but Club DeFi is ultimately where we want to build the community to help people better themselves and actually create financial sovereignty
1: hey by the way guys just want to let you know we've had five signups in the last five minutes so like i said those seats are going to go quick make sure you go ahead and get into club D5. we have some people in chat saying they just signed up like ryan thank you so much ryan got a bunch of people jumping in but let's go ahead and jump into our next topic a bear market which we have just confirmed is probably going to be relatively hard actually particularly hard on ethereum any questions by the way that you have on club DeFi, you can either shoot them to support yeah taylor warren tim's wife actually is full-time doing customer service that's all she does and also she uh if you have any more questions you can ask them in chat and then we will do our best to answer some of those at the end of the stream but why is this bear market going to be particularly hard on ethereum well let's first start by reading you an article do me a favor don't take a look at the date that this article was posted i just said it so now you're going to look at it vitalik buterin says Delayed Ethereum 2.0, still on track for July launch. Let's scroll down here and read. Sometimes known as Serenity, Ethereum 2.0 has been a long subject to delays. Although originally slated for January, it'll be pushed back to quarter two and quarter three of 2020. Wait, wait, of 2020. Wait, wait a second. Wait, but that doesn't make any sense because we just saw that it got pushed back again to potentially August of this year. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize, I shouldn't say that, that'd be deceitful. I didn't realize that this article came out two years ago in May of 2020. See, this article came out two years and 16 days ago and it was saying that Ethereum 2.0 was getting delayed, but it is still on track for July. Well, now it's not on track for this July, two years later. In fact, while I was digging, because I couldn't actually figure out the date that Ethereum 2.0 was supposed to launch, but what I do remember is number one, Ethereum 2.0 was being talked about When I joined the cryptocurrency space, I'm pretty sure it was supposed to launch in 2019. It's hard to find data on that nowadays. And I even saw a tweet saying that it was being talked about and supposed to launch and was announced in 2016. What's the point here? Well, Ethereum has two major fundamental concerns. Actually, it has three. Number one it's gas fees are astronomical if you want to mint an nft on ethereum which is one of its larger applications good luck minting any nfts that are worth less than 500 dollars. why is that a point because if you're trying to send an nft and you have to spend 50 plus dollars worth of ethereum to move it then you're never going to be able to use ethereum for something like small nfts that are worth 10 bucks you won't do it because the fees are going to be so much imagine if you had to, imagine if your car had ran on gasoline and gasoline was worth four dollars and sixty cents a gallon you You'd get nowhere. Oh wait, that's the case also. You know that's beside the point. But fundamentals are also impacting Ethereum. If the gas is too expensive, then you can't go anywhere with it. That's why the that's why it's getting so hard to do anything in the United States because gas is sitting at five dollars a gallon. In Europe, it's been ten dollars a gallon, four sixty a liter for God knows how long. That's the one of the biggest problems with Ethereum. It's gas fees are, in, are insane. Its transaction throughput is very, very, very low. It's slightly higher than Bitcoin. It's a problem on Bitcoin. Bitcoin has layer two solutions like Lightning that are helping to solve that problem. Ethereum kind of does, but a lot of the things that happen on Ethereum need to transact on the main chain. And you're not just sending Ethereum as a currency. Ethereum is a cryptocurrency and a decentralized application platform. You need to send tons and tons of transactions on there. The throughput on Ethereum is minuscule. Here's the problem though. When Ethereum 2.0 does come out, people need to realize that it's not just going to solve all of the problems. In fact, over here, we have three Ethereum merge risks to watch out for. The first one is that people might be expecting too much. Back in March, Google searches for Ethereum merge hit an all-time high as excitement grew about the upcoming switch. This is understandable given Ethereum is the second biggest crypto in the world and switch to proof of stake is unprecedented. However, speculation often drives price to unsustainable levels in the cryptocurrency industry, especially in the run-up to a big event this is the key right here importantly the merge will not address some of the biggest issues faced by ethereum users it won't reduce gas fees which can come to 50 to 100 dollars per transaction and it won't do a lot to reduce network congestion those improvements will come with the so-called shard chains which the team should Uh, say should happen at some point next year. There's a risk that Ethereum's price will suffer when people realize the much-hyped merge won't fix all its problems. My point here is twofold. Number one, I want the community to be having realistic expectations. ETH 2.0 will not immediately solve gas fees and transaction throughput problems. It won't do it. It is instead changing Ethereum from a proof-of-work to a proof-of-stake cryptocurrency. That is a foundational step from which you can build the shard chains, which will help with the gas fees and the uh, the uh, the transaction throughput issues. Here's the thing though, many other DAP platforms, decentralized application protocols like Ethereum, already do that and have already solved that problem. Cardano does not have a transaction throughput issue and it's very simple to, ch- to fix that if there is one. It does not have gas fee problems. It, the fees on Cardano are minuscule, they're almost nothing. And Cardano, for example, is not sitting here trying to fix problems that were built into the foundation a long time ago. How do you go into a house and take the foundation out and put a new foundation in. You know how expensive that is? A lot of times in construction, when you have to do that, it's actually cheaper to completely demo, demolish, the entire house and build from scratch. That's what Charles Hoskinson did when he started Cardano. Not to put too much love on Cardano, there are other projects too. Avalanche already has a very similar concept to shard chains. It splits up all of its transactions in parallel, something similar to what shard chains are supposed to do. Five years ago, when Buterin started talking about shard chains, it was this revolutionary idea. This was being discussed when I got into crypto July 31st of, 2020, of 2017. I've been here for almost five years. I've been hearing the exact same thing over and over and over again, and I'm tired of it. They've been talking about it for a very long time. Ethereum 2.0, the merge, was supposed to take place years ago, and now it's continuing to get delayed. By the way, it's not even going to fix the problems that Ethereum is facing that are existential that will mean that it's going to get flippant if it doesn't get fixed. If Ethereum doesn't get its act together, it's got three to five years maybe at number two. That's what I'm telling you. If it does not get its act together, it being number one adopted on DAP platforms is not going to be enough because eventually the incentive to switch to another platform, the the uh, retooling aspect of changing where your dApp is built, and especially new dApps, they're going to get built elsewhere because the fundamental underlying foundation that Ethereum is built on is flawed. Proof of work is phenomenal for Bitcoin. I don't think Bitcoin should be proof of stake. If Ethereum wants to do what it says it's going to do, it needs to be proof of stake. Not just that, though. If we continue down here, it could get delayed even further. The merge has already been delayed several times. Most recently, developers announced it wouldn't happen in June as planned and and wouldn't be drawn on a specific date. However, last week, Ethereum co-founder Vitalik Buterin announced the merge should happen sometime in August. He then added a caveat that it might get pushed to September October. Again, I want to stress this. I don't hate Ethereum. I think Vitaly Buterin is a freaking genius and has a very bright future ahead of him. It might not be with Ethereum, though. It might not be. Steve Jobs founded Apple. He co-founded it with Wozniak. He went on and founded Next, and Next failed. You can have a very smart person, very, very successful person with a great track record go and found something, and it doesn't work. I'm not knocking on, uh, you know, Vitalik Buterin's intelligence, success. Dude's a freaking genius, and I will never hold a candle to his smarts. I will never be able to build something as successful as Ethereum. I love the project, and I have a large portion of my holdings in Ethereum. But we have to be serious about these concerns because if we don't get serious about them now, if Ethereum gets flipping in three to five years, you can bet your bottom Bitcoin that you're gonna have to get that you're gonna have to get serious about it then. Here's the other thing. There may be technical challenges. It isn't easy to tinker with an engine while it's running. That's the problem Ethereum's running into. It built the house on a foundation that was needing to be replaced. Drop a one in chat if you've ever had to have foundation work done on your house. Just a tiny bit of foundation work costs 50 grand. It is extremely difficult. And that's essentially what Ethereum needs to do. It is a complex operation, and even with heavy testing that's taking place, there may still be technical glitches on D Day. By the way, if there's any technical glitch, the house built on that foundation is worth $219 billion. There is a very, very large risk in changing how Ethereum runs. Fundamentally, that's why it's been delayed so long. I would rather them delay it and get it right than do it right away I'm not saying that it should have happened two years ago if they weren't ready. They weren't ready What I am saying is that the ship might just have too many cracks to fix I don't know whether it is or not. I'm not saying Ethereum is gonna get flippant I'm not saying it's gonna die What I am saying is that if it doesn't fix these issues and start pulling ahead rather than falling behind in its fundamentals In the next three to five years something's gonna flip it. That's what I'm saying It's an if-then statement as always with our predictions (sighs) As far as short-term issues that Ethereum's running into, these are not existentially a problem. These just are going to impact the price and kind of back up my prediction of $1,250 to $1,400 in the next three to six months on Ethereum. Profitable Ethereum addresses hit the lowest level in 22 months. This is kind of a FUD article. It is data, but I don't want you to get too freaked out about this. Similar things going on on Bitcoin, similar things happening on all cryptocurrencies. According to Glassnode, only 58% of ETH addresses are now in profit. Ethereum has plunged More than 15% in the last seven days. This is not actually accurate at the time of recording this. Ethereum is down 10.82%. Point is, it is having a pretty big drop. Another short-term technical here. Is that Ether accounts for almost half of 520 million dollars of liquidation amid weak on-chain data. Its on-chain is starting to struggle. You can see all of these liquidations over here as registered by CoinGlass. You know we, you, you guys know we actually look at CoinGlass.com for liquidation data quite a bit. Half of recent liquidations have been on Ethereum. You can see even right now Ethereum is leading the pack on this. Double the next contender right here. 12.85, 12.58 million dollars in liquidations. Bitcoin sitting at six million. People are going too much long on Ethereum. They're betting bullish on it, and it's just not profitable for them. They're getting wrecked. At the time this screenshot was taken, there were $520 million in liquidations in the last 24 hours. Ethereum accounted for half of them. What's the point here? Ethereum is under assault on all fronts. It's being attacked on the technical side. As far as Lux having a very bearish sell signal on it with a price target as low as below the previous all-time high. Bitcoin's very unlikely to go below its previous all-time high. Ethereum, at this point, it may be inevitable that it is going to. On the on-chain data, people are getting... Liquidated at a surprising rate because people are just not understanding that it might not be a good thing to invest in right now, Not might not be a good thing to trade in right now. The Ethereum profitable addresses are getting very low, meaning more people might start to FUD out of the market. Again, that is true for most cryptocurrencies, not just Ethereum. Don't want to pretend like this is just an Ethereum problem. But what is just an Ethereum problem is that ETH 2.0 might never come. And even if it does come, it might be too little too late. Tim, am I being too hard on Ethereum?
0: You know, I. Uh, yeah. No, you're That's not right. being too hard. I want people to know, though, that these this is uh, Jeb said this, but uh, people are not paying attention to the, the, when he said it. He's not saying Ethereum's gonna die. He is voicing that there is a question mark. Like it, it is not a solid statement to say Ethereum is and will forever be number two or even go to number one. That is not solid. Although I think some people act like that, like it's just it's just an afterthought. Oh, Ethereum's so far ahead. It's it was the first one out there. You know, nothing's it. No, it's not. The crypto space is still so young, there's so much that can happen. And the whole point of this video, I hope people take this away, is not to, to shake your trust in Ethereum to the core and and make you sell everything, it's to make you start to question. And the more you question things, the more you do your research and the more you solidify your opinions. So for anyone in chat who loves Ethereum and disagrees that these are concerns, that's great. But at least the fact that you got to hear that there are potential concerns out there help you know why you're still investing in Ethereum. Because I think there are way too many people who are invested in projects and they actually don't know why they're invested in them. They don't know what the core principles of that project Project are. And so they are blindly in on it. So if everything works out, great for them. But if things don't work out, they didn't even see the train coming for them. This is a great spot to say, listen, do you believe in Ethereum? Okay, you do believe in Ethereum? Great. Do you know what some of the concerns are? Are you prepared for those concerns? Do you have answers to those concerns? If the answer is yes, good for you. Continue to hold Ethereum. But if you do not, this is the time to kind of look at this and say, Oh my gosh, I didn't even realize that was happening. Oh, I didn't know there had been those many issues. Oh, I didn't know that Ethereum was responsible for half of the liquidations here in the more recent history. I need to know this stuff so that I go and do my research and decide for myself. Jeb is not telling you guys to sell his Ethereum. By the way, Jeb, are you selling your Ethereum? Nope, I'm not. No, he's not. That's not the point we're making here. The point we're making here is, oh my gosh, I hold Ethereum. There are some things here I need to keep my eyes on. And it's not all daisies and roses and rainbows. It's some oh my gosh, I need to keep my tab on what's happening in Ethereum, what's happening in Cardano, what's happening in DOT, what's happening in Solana, because this is not as far out spread of a race as we think it is. Just because Ethereum is at a massive lead at the moment, when we're thinking about the grand scheme of things, when we're looking at market caps, these market caps are extremely small right now. This is not a massive lead. This is a, what if we're just zoomed into this little time frame. we're saying, oh, it's so far ahead, we're good. When we zoom out, we're like, man, when we look at where these projects are actually going, the lead that Ethereum has is absolutely nothing. And so if I just lock myself in this thinking of, well, Ethereum was there first and Ethereum's bigger now, so it will always be, then I am kidding myself and I'm setting myself up for failure. Whereas what I should be doing is saying, all right, there's some concerns. What is happening? Let me do my research, let me dig into it. How long has Ethereum been having these problems? What is the sentiment in the market right now about Ethereum? Are there projects leaving Ethereum because of the fees, because of the delays, because of the lack of communication? And if the answer to that is no, when I do my research, then I'm fine, I'm staying in. If the answer is yes, now I'm starting to reconsider my Ethereum positions. But we have to hear both sides of the argument before we actually know what we're doing. Because again, your finances, Ethereum, Cardano, Bitcoin, they do not care about you. They don't. They don't care about you whatsoever. You need to learn to take emotion out of it and make wise investments. And that means listen to the good and the bad of every single project and then weigh them and then make your decisions.
1: So I want to show you a chart here. You might think I'm crazy, but I'll explain. This is a chart that shows the total number of horses in the world. You're like, Jeb, where are you going with it? I promise. Just track with me here for a second. We have the total number of horses up here. Back in 1800, there were about 2 million horses in the world, right? Right. Then in 1840 there were three million horses. 18, uh, 1935 there were th- still three million horses. By about 1940 the number of horses started going down, and now the number of draft horses is sitting down here at maybe hundred thousand. Total number of horses has gone up because equestrian the sports have increased in popularity over the last 25 years. In 1995 there were less than 500,000 horses in the world. That's just sad. We went from three million horses to 500,000 horses. Why is that? Because the horse got replaced by the automobile, the train got replaced by the interstate highway system, and the ship got replaced by the plane, got replaced by the airplane for crossing the ocean. Why did that happen? You know how you know how dominant horses were at, at moving people. They were they had 100% market dominance. Th- th- their only competition was feet. <laughs> That's it. That's all their competition was. You know how how dominant transcontinental transport and freight movement was well freight still is on trains but transcontinental passenger movement was how how dominant trains were for that and then highways started coming around and then cars came around and then the interstate highway system came around you know how few people take trains to go to move anywhere you know amtrak the united states national rail service is Next to completely useless now I understand it's very successful in Asia and in Europe, but my point is trains either had to adapt or they lost all of their market dominance. They lost dominance because they couldn't compete in America in Europe. They were able to compete, and they were able to change, and they were able to grow. And maybe Ethereum goes the way of trains in Europe, but maybe it goes the way of trains and horses in the United States. Maybe a new technology comes along, and maybe it takes 20 years. Maybe it takes almost 100 years to fully transition the way that it happened here. From 1935 to 1970, the horse population of the world, especially draft horses, dropped by 85%. Took 35 years. Now, cryptocurrency moves quicker, so we're maybe talking three to five years, not 35 years. But the point is, when bigger, better technology comes along, your dominance means nothing. If your competitor is able to have a big enough competitive advantage to make the transition cost worth it. And if Cardano, Solana, Avalanche, Binance Smart Chain, whatever you want gets a big enough competitive advantage against Ethereum, especially if Ethereum keeps wasting days, weeks, months, and now years trying to transition, it's going to go the way of the horse-drawn carriage. It's going to go the way of passenger travel in the United States. It's going to go the way of transatlantic passenger shipping. It's going to be, fall out of existence and it might not completely disappear. There are still people that ride around on horses to get places. That It does happen, but it's a novelty. It's, it's not the main part of the economy. Transport in the United States for people is done in cars and mm. to a certain extent trains. If Ethereum wants to maintain its advantage, it needs to change very quickly at this rate. If it continues this rate, of not getting updates, of maintaining high gas fees, while the competition gets stiffer and stiffer and stiffer within three to five years, my prediction is it will no longer be in the number two slot. That's what I wanna say about that. By the way, guys, just wanna announce something. We announced the Club DeFi 200 seats opening. About, go to my my full screen so I can check something on the back end real quick, Zach. I don't want people to see the back end. Let's go ahead and take a look at this. I'm gonna check, a second ago it was 27. At the moment, Let me come in here. Give me one second. We just announced the Club DeFi open registration for 200 seats. We have four days to get into it. 28 of them are gone in 21 minutes. We have over one person signing up every single minute for Club DeFi. You guys need to go ahead and get in because those seats are going to be going fast. They might all be gone by the end of the day at this rate. So if you don't want to miss out on Club DeFi, if you don't want to miss out on the discounted price that you will lock in forever, because that price will be higher at launch, by the way. We're not going to announce the the final price, but it is going to be higher. We will tell you that. And you want to get in several months before? Then you need to get in now because those seats are going to go quick. What's the takeaway here for Ethereum? Number one, you need to be very flexible with your trading and your investment strategy. Piling cash on the sidelines to invest in the bottoms is, a, is not a bad idea. Make sure you're not putting everything into Ethereum. If you are an Ethereum maxi right now, you need to be seriously questioning yourself. If you're a Bitcoin maxi, you need to be seriously questioning yourself because there are some great opportunities in the altcoin space. But one of the takeaways I want you to have during this bear market is one, putting cash on the sidelines is okay. By the way, you can dollar cost average into a cash position so that you have cash sitting there ready to buy a dip. You can do that. You can set up a split and one of the things that you invest in every single week is cash. You can just move it. It's just a transfer. It could be just an automatic bank transfer. It could be a transfer to Coinbase, whatever. You can automatically set it up so that you're transferring 50% to to Bitcoin, 20% to Ethereum, and 30% to cash. That's doable. The second thing, and we didn't get a chance to really talk about this that much. If you're an options trader, buy further out options. There's a lot of people getting wrecked in the options market right now. There's a lot of people getting wrecked in the in, in trying to leverage trade Ethereum right now. Maybe be a lot more conservative on that than you were. Secondly, maybe reduce your dollar cost averaging percentage of Ethereum and increase it in Bitcoin. Ethereum is dropping faster than Bitcoin, and it doesn't have as strong a fundamentals or as strong as a value prop into the future as Bitcoin does. Again, I do not come here to spread unwarranted FUD about Ethereum. I do come here to inform and educate, and I do come here to tell you the truth even when it hurts. I love Ethereum. I have over, I want to say over 30% of my portfolio in Ethereum. I'd have to check. I love Ethereum. I think it, it, it founded the space of decentralized applications. But if it's not careful, it is going to go the way of IBM and personal computing and it might change. It might go into a different sector. It might be able to be retooled. At this rate, though, it's going to be difficult for it to maintain number two if it doesn't get its act together. Tim, let's go ahead and read some super chats if we have any. We might not have any. I think but. we
0: have a couple here, yeah. And we also have the announcement, I'm pretty sure it's safe to say you won the HODL trophy. Uh, just so you guys know, Bitcoin has dropped. Ooh, that's like uh, 500 here in the last hour, I believe that is. I mean, look at that price real quick. It is It is coming down, back down towards that support line. Just so you guys know, the volume is starting to pick up, though, so it, there's a chance that we hit that support line once again and it's not yet we're down almost six hundred dollars at the moment here in the last hour um but yeah we'll keep an eye on that you know we only have a couple minutes left in the show but keep another 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 support level touch you know let's keep our eyes on that the more times we touch it the more likely we could break bearish out of that one but we will see there's still a lot of hope that we're moving to the upside nate la said in your opinion do you think avax will make it through this bear market
1: I think Avalanche is going to have a hard time making it through this bear market. I think I think you're going to see a winner take all situation or a winner take most situation on the uh, on the decentralized application protocols and I really do think I have thought this for a long time. I've thought this for a very long time actually, the last year and a half or so. Cardano I think is going to be the long-term winner. I really do. I think it has the fundamentals, I think it has a vision, I think it has a leadership, I think it has a community. A lot of people are looking at the price right now and that's a mistake. You could look at the price of a lot of stocks back in 1999. The price didn't tell you jack about which one was going to be successful right now. The fundamentals did. It didn't tell you anything about who was going to survive the, the, the dot-com bubble. None of the, pro- none of the technicals were going to tell you where it'd be in 20 years. Technical analysis has nothing to do with the 20-year outlook. It is all about maybe the next couple of years. And especially the lower the time frames, the more technicals get important. Down on the very short term time frames, it's pretty much all technicals. As you get out to the next 10, 20 years, fundamentals reign supreme. The fundamentals on Ethereum are worse and worse right now than they were three years ago because it is starting to fall behind. And you can argue about whether or not Cardano's passed it yet on the fundamentals. I would say that it has actually on everything except for decentralized application number, uh, DeFi adoption, and you know market capitalization. But again, don't let the current state tell you where it's gonna be in 20 years. This is not a stagnant market. If we've learned anything about cryptocurrency, it is not a stagnant market. I will make one final point here and then we'll wrap it out. Take a mental snapshot in your mind of what the top 10 looks like on CoinMarketCap right now. We have Bitcoin, Ethereum, Tether, USD Coin, Binance, XRP, Binance, USD, Cardano, Solana, and Dogecoin. Those are our 10. We'll go over here go to cryptocurrencies on CoinMarketCap, go to historical snapshots, and we're going to go to as close to five years ago as we can. This would have been in uh, May 28th, we'll call it, of 2017, this would be five years ago tomorrow. Bitcoin, Ethereum, XRP. Okay, those three sound familiar. XRP slid down a lot. It lost its number three point spot. By the way, XRP maintained number three for about five years. It got dethroned and it did get flippant I'm saying Ethereum will probably do the same thing. Nem barely in the top 100 right now. Eth Classic probably haven't even heard of that in a long time. It's basically a dead project in my opinion. Litecoin's number six. I would say Litecoin is mostly a dead project at this point. It is a hard fork of Bitcoin and doesn't do enough to compete with it. I think Charlie Lee's a very intelligent guy. I don't think Litecoin's a good investment. Dash, completely out of the top 10. Monero, gone. Bytecoin, who remembers Bytecoin? I remember Bytecoin. Do you remember Bytecoin? And Gollum. You remember Gollum? Who, who here has been long enough to remember Gollum? The only three in the top 10 that you recognize that are still in the top 10 are Bitcoin, Ethereum, and XRP. XRP is on its way of sliding out of the top 10 if it's not careful. I'm saying that Ethereum might do the same. So this is not a stagnant market. What today is showing you does not necessarily dictate what tomorrow will be. Be very very careful about having your blinders on. To continue the horse analogy, don't have your blinders on. Take them off. Go on, I dare you. Go on CoinMarketCap. Go under cryptocurrencies. Look at historical snapshots. Go back to 2014, February 2nd, 2014. Does this look familiar? XRP's here, Litecoin's there. Bitcoin didn't even uh, Ethereum didn't even exist yet. This is a completely different market back in 2014 than it was now. And that's only 8 years ago. Be very careful about thinking that today's facts and today's truth are going to tell you exactly what we're, where we're going to be five years from now, because they most certainly do not. Ethereum could be dropping down here to seven, eight, nine in five years, again, if it doesn't get its act together. Anywho, Tim, do mm-hmm. you have yeah. any final thoughts?
0: Well, right. you know, I'm, I'm going to run through that. We're going to run a little late today. It is Friday, and we're not going to have a show Monday, and we have some super chats here. We just hit 30 uh, sign by the way. Nice, 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 nice. We, you did officially win the Huddle Trophy, by the way. Uh, it's oversitting by Zach. Woo! But uh, your prediction of twenty nine five was the closest. Smeg was behind you at thirty k, and then I said thirty one. I wanted to be the I, lowest. Yeah, I think I was just early. I do think we're going to be going up, guys. I still, I still. I still see the market going that way for multiple reasons, and if you guys wonder why, go back and watch the rest of these shows. This has been a good week of shows. I feel like the content yeah. this week has been really good. But uh, yeah, oh, let's get, let's, let's try much. to like speed run some of these, and, and there's some good questions here, so let's give as good answers as possible, but but try to keep them short. Richard Macaulay said, "What site do you recommend for U.S. users for shorting?"
1: Um. <laughs> To be honest with you, that's a difficult question. Most yeah. people that short are using a VPN and they're using yeah. an, out, an exchange outside of the United States. I cannot tell you to do that, but uh, that's the, as much of an answer as one I can
0: that give. I've looked into. And again, you do your research on if you want to take the risk. Kraken lets you short. Kraken does let you short. So yeah, I didn't you know, really want Kraken has that, its concerns. Yeah. So uh, that do with that. Do your information. Uh, do your information. Do your yeah, do, with that do you your want. research. To decide if you want to, but theoretically speaking, Kraken is one of the easiest ones to answer that. Uh, It's legal, and it's a United States project. So, KMS said, hey, guys, love you all. I'm 23 with no college degree and want more than anything to work in the crypto space. Any advice on getting a job in the space? First of all,
1: potentially good for you for not wasting your time and money on college. Can be a good option, but not, in my opinion, if you're not going to actually use the degree. I know so many people that got a degree, and... They spent $100,000, four years of their life, and they learned stuff. That's great, but nothing that was going to apply, apply to their job. If you're trying to get a job in the cryptocurrency space, really all you got to do is look. There are job openings all over the place, even in the bear market. You can apply to work at different influencers teams. We're not currently hiring, just by the way, but if you want, you yeah. can show us an email, support, cryptojeb.com. we got a bunch of people that want to work with us. Um, you can apply for exchanges. You can... You know, you can join Club DeFi and talk in our Discord server here. There's a bunch of business owners and uh, different people in the cryptocurrency space. Really, it's all going to come down to networking, 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 networking. If you can get yourself to one of these conferences like Consensus, yeah. then make sure you do that because you can meet. You could easily meet your next employer there. You can actually sign up for Consensus, get your ticket uh, with the link in the description box down below. Make sure you check
0: that out. You get 20% off if you use cur- coupon code CryptoJet, By the way. Uh, real quick, we just had a new member, Silent, and has an eight sli- uh, slid in there. Just joins as a Jedi Youngling. Silent. You silent. So I-, I read it as Silent, but. Yep. Well, yeah, thank you. Welcome, 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 welcome. Let's welcome. see, a couple more Super Chats here. Corey, if <laughs> Corey's put in here twice, I'm reading read both the Corey's. Corey said, Jeb is saying all this is I bought Ethereum, a full Ethereum this morning. <laughs> you know not to say, Corey buys Ethereum. <laughs> Jeb states problems with Ethereum. Corey drops to his knees with tears in his eyes. Oh gosh, Corey. The good, Look, news, Corey, the good news, Corey, is I do think Ethereum's price will go up. You, you're gonna be okay. I think it will go you're up. You're gonna be okay. I
1: think you're gonna be okay. Yeah, I think Ethereum will hit an all-time high again. And if Ethereum does manage to overcome some of these problems, I could see a $50,000 Ethereum in the next. In the next ten years, that's if it gets it through all this.
0: By the way, that fourteen hundred, I think we're going to hit fourteen hundred Ethereum. But I think, I think we're going to go. I think the whole market's going to move up here for a couple days, and then when we come back down and dip again, we're going to hit that. But just so you know, like Corey, we're not. Again, we are not saying Ethereum is going to die. The question is, will Ethereum be flipped? In which case, if one of these projects like Cardano or Solana or Dot, whatever, just explodes, well, good for them. That doesn't mean Ethereum won't go up. It just means they won't go up at the same velocity. So, right, absolutely. uh, Let's see here. Last two, and these are the last two. I'm going to be so if. If anyone gives anything else? I'm sorry, guys. I can't get to that today. Kelly Kellum said, "Technical analysis, trading course, on-chain data analysis course." Wrapping that up now. Crypto basics, yield farming, mining, weekly office hours, webinars, and more courses coming, and so much more for #ClubDeFi. Yes, yes, guys. Know why is Kelly not always on the show? And we're gonna get Kelly, you know, from time to time to come on and do, talk about on-chain stuff and give his take. He is working tirelessly to make sure Club DeFi is the best. Is the best course for crypto users out there. We're we're not trying to you know we're not the first, but we are want, we are going to be the best crypto education platform out there. And we I are, think we already are. We are. I we're mean, in it, beta, and I'd say we already yeah, are. Yeah. I mean, we'll, but we're gonna guarantee it's not. We're not gonna be satisfied with getting there. We're gonna keep it there. That's, that stuff is always gonna be coming That's out. That's right. And Kelly is phenomenal. That's what he's doing with us. So if you guys are wondering where is Kelly, Kelly is Kelly's working a lot like of the brain hours a week DeFi. on
1: Club Defi right now. Yeah. By the way, guys, everything Kelly just said you're getting for 25 dollars. A month in this yeah. beta. Just so you know, the office hours alone, the weekly, the weekly, uh, the weekly, um, you know, uh, webinar that we do, office hours. That alone is worth hundred dollars a month in the cryptocurrency space. You add the videos in, you add the Discord server in. The Discord server, by the way, there are people that charge a Bitcoin a, m- a month for a Discord server like that. You include the videos, you include the personal, tra- the training that's coming, you include all that, and updated course content coming out monthly we could easily charge $500 or $1,000 a month for Club DeFi, and it would be worth that. Our methodology when we came into this was, we can afford it. Let's undercut the competition by like, Two orders of magnitude and charge basically nothing so that everybody can get in because that's how we want to service you. That's our ministry to you. That's our gift to you. We want to come in and undercut everybody. We're also going to charge what we're worth. And that's why the price is going to go up. But we wanted to undercut everybody. Literally our methodology. I will quote our team verbatim. We want our customers to feel like they are stealing from us. Yep. We want them to feel like they're stealing from us. We want you to come in Club Defi and say, "I'm paying twenty-five dollars a month, and I'm getting all of this." This is not right. There must be. I, I. Here's a donation. I can't. I can't even take this for this much money. That's what we're doing we are worth and we know that we're worth a lot more than $25 a month. We're only charging that because we want to be a benefit to you and because we want to make sure as many people as possible are able to learn about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies so that they can go and achieve that financial sovereignty.
0: Yep, 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 yep. Last one we have here, Matt C. And this is a good way to close this out as this is our last show before Memorial Day. He said, wanted to wish everyone here in the States a happy Memorial Day weekend. Take some time away from crypto and enjoy your family and friends. Much love. Absolutely, Matt C. Thank you
1: so much for that guys by the way one final update as i said there's 200 seats 36 of them have filled up in the last i'm sorry now 37 no it is still 36 have filled up since we made the announcement 35 minutes ago so literally we're getting a sign up every minute those seats will probably be all gone by the end of the day so sign up you will be grandfathered into that but that's all we got for you today If you enjoyed today's video, make sure to hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Uh, Payment method only PayPal. For now, it is in beta. We're working on a payment processor for card payments. Right now, it is only on PayPal, though. That should be fixed in the next month or two. I think that solution is almost implemented. That was just a frequently asked question I wanted to add in there. Make sure that you hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, follow us on all of our social media, at Jeb over on Instagram, and Twitter, at official over on TikTok. Before I go though, guys, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for signing up for Club DeFi and for watching. As always, and I will see you guys in the next video. Peace.
2: Oh, I got a real good feeling. We hope you enjoyed listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast. Tune in every day at 9:30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on
0: YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at CryptoJab. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at McPhee Media.